0: Hi, this is J.D., creator of Chillingly Bazaar. Before this episode starts, I wanted to answer a question from one of my listeners, Angela Mosley. She asked if there would be a part two to the last episode, Live Like a Human Again. Um, I'm always thinking if any of my stories would continue on, like for my favorite one, Midnight Shift. I guess for Live Like a Human Again, I can see continuing the story with Rick. Maybe he finds himself grappling with his guilt of killing his best friend, Lena. Or maybe I can make it even more sinister and have him be one of the recipients for one of Lena's organs. Maybe her brain, and it takes over his body. I guess there's plenty of possibilities. Well, thanks for the question, Angela, and thanks for listening. Leslie dashed through the pounding rain with her broken umbrella tucked into her armpit and her shoes soggy from the puddles she tried to avoid. She found herself having to park her car in the other block again. Annoyed, Leslie yanked at her hoodie jacket and sprinted faster. Through the distorted sheet of rain, she could see her apartment coming into view. Her plan for the rest of the day was to make a cup of tea, grab a paper bag, and when she felt hungry, call for some Chinese food. Leslie was immersed in her dream of a perfect evening that when the cat ran out from a nearby alley, it took her off guard. At first, she thought it was a black garbage bag rolling towards her, but when she looked again, it turned out to be a stray cat. It wasn't the first time that Leslie had seen this cat. In fact, it was a regular around the area. It belonged to someone since it did wear a collar, but it strutted about as if it was its own individual. Leslie hopped over the cat, shakily gliding over, and that's when the lightning struck. Brilliant light engulfed her and her surroundings. Thunder trailed the flash, causing her ears to ring. Leslie landed with a skid that cost her to trip and fall forward. Her arms and knees caught most of the fall, yet it didn't keep her from bumping her forehead. Light gradually turned to dark. As Leslie rolled over onto her back, her eyes fluttered shut. Something scraped along Leslie's cheek. She woke to find that she was on her back, the rain pummeling her, and a cat was licking her face. The cat's tag glittered dully. It read scarlet. Leslie shooed her away and got up. Her clothes sagged on her body, and her arms and knees ached. She examined them and noticed that the pads of her palms and knees were bleeding. They intermingled with the rain, causing streams of blood to pour. Scarlet stared at her. Leslie found it odd that the cat stuck by her instead of hiding from the downpour. She also thought it was creepy. She grabbed her broken umbrella and began limping towards her home. Leslie sensed someone was following her. She glanced back to see the cat slinking behind. She shook the umbrella at it, and surprisingly, Scarlet didn't scatter away. Leslie decided to keep going. She was exhausted and in too much pain to bother trying harder. Once inside, Leslie peeled off her purse and clothes in the bathroom. She took a hot shower, her wounds stinging sharply. After feeling like her body temperature was back to normal, she dressed her wounds and made her way to the kitchen, where she was confronted with her new guest sitting on the kitchen counter. All right, let's see who you belong to. Leslie said as she reached for the tag. There was a name, Alan Kenzie, and an address not too far from where she resided. She peered at Scarlett. The cat placed her paw on Leslie's bandaged hand. Leslie jerked her head back as an image burst into her mind. She saw a man standing in the living room. He wore a t-shirt with denim over ebony skin. It appeared as she was looking at him from the floor of the room. The image changed to focus on the same man sleeping on his bed, again from the ground. Leslie could see that it was dim, yet she could not make out his room. Scarlet slipped her paw off of Leslie's hand, and the images disappeared. Leslie jumped back away from the cat. What just happened? Who was that, and why was I looking at him from the floor, she thought. Leslie stared at Scarlet, not wanting to lose her from sight, and it dawned on her. Those were memories from the cat. She was seeing what Scarlet saw in her owner's home. How is that possible, she thought. Leslie glanced about, and came across her bookshelf full of science fiction and fantasy novels. Her eyes landed on lightning by Dean Kuntz. She stiffened. Was there something strange and different about the lightning? she thought. Scarlet licked her a pause as she stood on the dining table. I think I'm reading too much fiction, Leslie thought. She rubbed her face and made herself a cup of tea. That night Scarlet snuggled up against Leslie while she slept. Rain continued to fall, pitter-pattering on the window as she dreamt of scarlet stocking. Glimpses from under a table or from behind a sofa or on top of the fridge all focused on Alan. Leslie tossed and turned most of the night. The next day she woke up with a headache. At first she couldn't remember what she dreamt about. With a steamy mug in hand, Leslie caught sight of Scarlet perched up on the windowsill. The cat gradually turned its head and stared at her. A drifting image came to Leslie, the strange dreams about Alan. This cat has got to go, she thought. Leslie opened the door to her apartment. She didn't care where it went as long as it wasn't in her home. Placing her mug back on the counter, she confronted Scarlett with waving arms, trying to guide the cat towards the door. It didn't budge. Leslie was afraid to touch the cat. She glanced at the tag, remembering the address. Maybe I can take Scarlet to Alan but I don't want to touch her, she thought. Leslie sighed, not knowing what to do. She raised her hand towards Scarlet. The cat stared out the window, disinterested. Slowly, her fingers reached the ends of Scarlet's black fur. The cat whipped her head towards her. Leslie jumped. She peered at Scarlet, who simply looked at her. Leslie began to giggle nervously. Then it pounced. Scarlet launched herself onto Leslie, yowling and hissing. Leslie cried out as teeth sunk into her flesh, first on her arm, then her back, then her neck. Leslie frantically grabbed at the feral animal. Taking hold of Scarlet's body, Leslie yanked, feeling its claws tearing off of her. It landed on the sofa, hissing. Scarlet glanced at the door, hopped off and sauntered out. Leslie dashed to the door and slammed it shut. Her pain ranged from pin-prickling stings to searing, sharp aches. In front of the bathroom mirror, Leslie examined her body. Most of it was riddled with slashes and gouge marks. Some bled freely. She entered a shower, whimpering. Standing under the hot water, she saw the water pooling red near the drain. Her vision blurred, and she slumped down onto the tiles. Leslie's body shuddered and her eyes flitted. Images flashed in her mind Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Alan's bungalow stood in a corner of a lane six streets down from where Leslie lived. His yard was covered in lawn ornaments and bushes of varying flowers. She adjusted the strap to her heels, which matched the color of her fitted dress. Leslie sauntered up the short steps and rang the doorbell. Alan didn't answer the door right away. She was tempted to scratch the door when it abruptly opened. Hello? Alan spoke first, his voice a husky timbre. Hi, I'm Leslie. I live in the neighborhood. Your cat, Scarlet, I was taking care of her yesterday. Um, We were caught in the rain and I took her home. Leslie paused and licked her lips. She had run out earlier today and I was just wondering if she made it back to you.
1: Um, I haven't seen her. It's been a few days. You say you were taking care of her? Yes. She doesn't really get along with other people. I'm surprised.
0: Alan said, studying Leslie. Well, Scarlet actually followed me home. Leslie said, glancing inside his home.
1: Would you like to come in?
0: Alan asked. Thank you. Leslie stepped in. His space was neat and clean, uncommon for a person who owns a cat. Leslie stood in the open area in front of the door, and Alan walked around her.
1: "'Please, have a seat. Would you like something to drink? Water? Soda?'
0: Alan said. "'Do you have any beer?' Leslie asked. Alan's eyes widened, and he nodded. Leslie sat languidly on the sofa and peered at the decor. The living room was overly masculine with sports memorabilia either hanging on a wall or covering a piece of furniture. She spied a cat bed lumped into the corner of a room. Sniffing the air, she noticed there was no cat smell, another uncommon thing for a cat owner. Alan placed a glass of foaming beer on the coffee table in front of Leslie. He held on to his.
1: Thank you for taking care of Scarlett.
0: Alan said as he took a quick sip. Of course. I just wish I knew where she had headed off to.
1: I'm sure she'll show up here.
0: Leslie took a long swig of her beer. She stared at Alan over the rim of the cup. It made Alan squirm. He took a long gulp of his. After placing her cup down, Leslie leaned towards Alan. So, have you been taking care of Scarlet long?
1: She asked. Um, it's been almost a year. She showed up on my yard, and I took her in. Well, if you can't call it taking her in, because she goes in and out as she please.
0: Does it bother you?
1: No, I don't care.
0: You don't care? Leslie said with a tone.
1: I mean, I do. She can do whatever she wants.
0: Alan said as he adjusted his collar. Can she?
1: Um, I don't know what this is about, Are you checking to see if I'm taking care of Scarlet? Are you from the Humane Society or something?
0: Scarlet is a special cat and deserves special treatment. Leslie said as she got closer to Alan.
1: Right. Well, I have things to do here. Kind of busy. So I'm afraid I have to cut this short, whatever this is.
0: Alan stood up. Leslie pulled Alan back down by the arm and swung her body on top of his. Alan stiffened under her. She spotted a pillow next to him covered in cat hair. So there is something that indicates he has a cat, she thought. Leslie grabbed it and pushed it onto Alan's face. He tried to toss her off as he buckled underneath, the pillow shaking in her hands. She placed one hand on the side of his face. His expression froze and his eyes flitted. He stopped bunking like a bronco as Leslie continued to push the pillow down on his face with the other hand. Eventually, Alan stopped moving, and Leslie removed the pillow. She leaned into his face, sniffing, and realized that he was dead. After shoving Alan in the basement's crawlspace and placing everything as it was before she was invited in, Leslie walked out of the bungalow. Standing on top of the short steps was Scarlett, licking her paw. Leslie paused in front of her, and the cat peered up. As quick as a lightning strike, the feline jumped up onto Leslie's shoulder while she was walking away from the house. Thank you for listening to the Chillingly Bizarre Podcast. For bonus content, check out JDW.com. This was Episode 2, Season 2, titled Primal, and it was written by JDW. The episode was narrated by JDW. All voices were done by JDW. Credits go to freesound.org and its following contributors. Zabu Halo, Landub, Scott Timoil, Paradactyloptrix, Foad, Hinsbeat, Inspector J, K.R. Nash, Skymary, Joe Deshawn, Isla Bonita, and Zigvari. Please leave a review on the Spotify app or anywhere else you listen to the podcast.